There we go. Have you ever created a new resource that you were super excited about? You put all this effort into it and you go to put it up and you post it and you launch it and you're all excited and nobody buys it. You said it, Dina. I don't know about you, but I have definitely done that where I put tons and tons of work into a resource that I know is going to change people's lives and I post it and I'm all excited and it's just crickets. Now this doesn't mean that your resource isn't good. It just means that you didn't properly prepare people. It's kind of like if you were going to teach a lesson and you came up with the most brilliant lesson idea ever and you got all the stuff you needed and it was going to be great and you showed up and everything was prepared, but it was Saturday and there were no students there. Same kind of thing. So in order to avoid having the most awesome resource in the world not getting traction at first, we're gonna go over some ways you can hype up your resource. So hyping up your resource just means that you are putting a little excitement into it so that people are aware that it's happening and they're excited and they want to purchase it once it's available. This is the difference between launch day being exciting and launch day being, again, crickets. So these are different things that you can do to really hype up your resource and just make them more exciting and make people excited and want to purchase, especially at the beginning. I find with Teachers Pay Teachers that things take a little bit of time to gain traction, but if you can put these strategies in up front, it'll help your resource to get off on the right foot, which will also help it gain traction sooner. Now, a little caveat, if you are like me and you like to make lots and lots and lots of Teachers Pay Teachers products, then you might wanna use this sparingly and more for bigger things. I know I've been talking your ear off about strategic product lines, but this is another great reason to have strategic product lines is if you are launching many products of the same day that are all available in a bundle, that's gonna be easier to hype up than like a resource on Tuesday and a resource on Wednesday and then a resource on Friday. If you have too many, then these aren't gonna work really well. But if you can use this sparingly, it's going to really, really help. All right, so the first thing is really simple and that is let people know ahead of time that you have something come out. I used to think that I shouldn't mention anything until it was available because I was like, what if someone wants to purchase, but they can't purchase because it's not there yet. I was always really scared of that and scared of getting messages when things weren't ready, but I found that it actually works better this way. If you mention things ahead of time, then people can kind of prepare, they start to get excited. I even have had some people message me and be like, hey, where can I get that? And I'm like, hey, it's not available yet, but I'll let you know what it is. And that will keep them you know, in contact with you because if they really want it, then they're gonna make sure they follow you on social or wherever so that they can see it more. So good places to let people know ahead of time would be things like on social media, especially on like stories are great for this. And just do a quick little boomerang like look what i'm working on is really awesome another thing would be if you're on youtube maybe doing like vlogs and just kind of briefly show them i would not do like a full out video or a full out blog post or something like that letting people know until it's available however 
those behind the scenes things like on, you know, on Instagram or on even in emails, you could mention like, oh, I'm working on this product. Let me know if you have any ideas. Those things can work really, really well. So think of ways that you can maybe tell people that your product is coming out soon and get them excited ahead of time. All right, number two goes kind of along with this, and this is ask for some advice. When you allow people to help you out, then they will be more involved in the process and more excited to actually get the product if they helped in any way. So a great way to do this is to post up a poll on Twitter or on Facebook or on Instagram or wherever, even on YouTube. If you have that community tab, you can put it there and just put a poll and have, ask people what they like. I once heard a story about Marie Forleo doing this. She was creating like a new newsletter and she wanted people to get signed up. And so she just posted on her in, on her social media four pictures of the same thing, but with different like fonts. And she just asked what people liked the best. So people know it's coming out, they're thinking about it, and they're engaging with you and giving you their feedback. This is really helpful. I don't do this quite as much as I should, but a lot of times I'll ask for opinions on usually on Instagram stories. When I do this, I typically do it on Instagram stories and I'll ask for people's opinions. I'll say, you know, do you think this would be better together or separate? Or how should I do that? How should I do this? Even with little things like YouTube thumbnails, sometimes I'll post up two pictures and say, which one do you like better? And just little things like that can really help you to engage your audience. They are then aware and excited and engaging with you and all of those things are great. Number three, if you are making a product line, you could release a freebie. So having a freebie released is really helpful if you have a product line. So what I mean by this is, for example, I recently posted a new product line called Asteroid and it was the same game, but in four different levels for four different rhythm levels. So like easiest to hardest. And I released one of them as a freebie. The reason is because one, you can talk a lot more about freebies than about paid products because you sound less, um, pushy. So I could say, you know, Oh, go make sure you grab level one because it's free. And then when they go, they realize, Oh, I can get them all in a bundle. That's super helpful. The second thing is they will use it and then they will love it. And then they will come back for more. So releasing one as a freebie lets people try it out, see if they like it, and usually they do, and so they'll come back and buy more, buy all the rest of them, buy the other levels, buy the other months if you're doing like seasonal things. Those things are really helpful. Now, of course, this isn't gonna work with like every single thing that you do, but if you could, this is a good thing to think about. All of these are not like you have to do all of these every time because that would be stressful, but just see where you could incorporate one or two that go along with your brand. Number four is you can launch it with a sale. Now, do this sparingly. There are some people on Teachers Pay Teachers who every time they post something, they will post it for like a dollar for the first day or half off for the first day, and it's really successful for them. I would caution you to be careful with this with a few stories. So I did this one time like way back in my first year of Teachers Pay Teachers, and no one bought it. What happened is I didn't have enough people to tell that I had a sale and so no one noticed that I had a sale because I didn't have enough followers or people on social or people on email. So it just didn't go over very well. 
Now, last year, in my second year, I had a much larger following and I did this successfully a few times. But my problem was that I was releasing too many products. So if I was gonna release each one and make them like on sale, I was talking about it all the time because y'all, I love to release products. I love making products, so I got a lot of stuff. And so that was an issue. Like I didn't wanna be like, oh, I have a sale, oh, I have a sale, oh, I have a sale. Cause then you're gonna sound like Michael's and guess who doesn't open Michael's emails? Because Michael's sends me emails all the time, like, oh, there's a sale, oh, there's a sale. I'm like, you just had a sale yesterday. And then they're like, oh, there's a flash sale. And I'm like, that's too stressful. Mm -mm. Your girl does not do flash sales. My husband thinks I'm crazy. Cause he'll be like, oh, there's a sale today. And I'm like, no, I, I wanna think about my purchases. I wanna stick it in my cart and leave it for, you know, three months and then purchase. I don't, I'm, I'm not a purchase in the moment kind of person. But apparently I'm kind of alone on that. Apparently most people do flash sales. But anyway, so if you have, you know, again, this is where product lines can come in really handy. If you have a product line that's coming out or if you have one product that's coming out and you can do that one reduced or cheap, then that can go really well as long as you have a big enough audience that you can like tell people about it. This doesn't have to be a huge audience, but you do need to have enough people to kind of gain some traction. So you can try it out, see if you like that, see if you don't. I know some TPTers who do it for every single product they make. Some people don't do it at all. I occasionally do it kind of just depends on how like big the product line is if I have a really big product line I will do that and kind of like as a launch day thing but if I have smaller things I typically don't and that's just a personal preference again you can do whatever you'd like number five is to make some sort of long form content so when I mean long form content I mean things like videos like blog posts like podcasts that sort of stuff. So if you can, if you already have, you know, a blog or a YouTube channel, or even just on Instagram, you can do an IGTV and you can do some long form content on something that you are putting out into the world. So for example, again, with that asteroid game, when I launched it, I also put a, made a podcast and a video because I'm an overachiever and all about how to play the game. And in there I mentioned, you know, you can play this with any rhythm cards you have, but you could also purchase my card set that's all, you know, themed and ready to go. And I had the link there and that went really, really well and still is making me money to this day. Same thing with like different book-based lessons and just all sorts of things. So if you could make an IGTV or if you could do a YouTube video or a blog post or whatever you already have about the thing, that'll help to generate some excitement and to really help make some extra sales because people will then be able to see it more in depth and be able to get to know it better. With this one, always focus on being helpful. So again, like I said, you know, you can do this game with any rhythm card, but you could purchase mine, or here's a lesson, you can make all this stuff, or you can purchase what I already have. Try to be as helpful as possible, and people will typically still purchase your stuff anyway. I personally am not a fan of like, go buy it. Go ahead. So try to really focus on being as helpful as possible in your long form content so that people will want to come back to it and see it time after time after time. But that could be really helpful. If you have a blog or a YouTube or a podcast, let me know down in the comments because I'm really curious. So let us know and feel free to link them if you do have them. But put other words in there because if you just leave the link, then YouTube will think you're spam. So put it in there and let me know what you got. And if you're on the podcast, which by the way, we do have a podcast called Becca's Teacherpreneur Academy. If you're on the podcast, hop over to Instagram stories and let let us know over there. Hey friends, editing Becca here and editing Talia here. Um, I left out a few, so 
Another thing that you can do if, especially if maybe you don't have those long form content already built into your strategy, like if you don't have a blog or a YouTube or a podcast, one thing you can do is going live on your social feeds. So you could do a live on Instagram or on Facebook or something like that. Or even on Twitter, you can do like a live event where you say like, I'm going to be on during this half hour. And so you can use those chances to talk about your resource, do it like you would if you were, you know, making a video for YouTube. And then you can get a lot of questions answered, which is awesome because then you know what all things need to go in your product description because people will ask you, oh, well, what about this? What about this? And so you want to, you'll know exactly what you need to put in there to be really, really clear. So that's a really good way to do that. I know that people get really nervous about lives, but I would encourage you just do it. Do plan that ahead of time. So like let people know what time it's going to be. Let people know that it's going to happen because the more people know, the more people who do it. And then also once you do the live, it'll save as an IGTV or a Facebook video so that you can continue to have that living on your channel so that people can go back and you can like link it, ask questions about the product and things like that. If you don't have those long form content pillars, then you can always just use your social and you can use live or you could even just do, you know, again, an IGTV or a Facebook video. Number five is don't be afraid to mention it a few times. So it is totally fine to mention your product in a blog post and in a YouTube video, and on Instagram, and on Instagram stories, and on Facebook, like you can mention it multiple times because not everybody is going to be online at the same time. So if someone wasn't online at all on Tuesday and you only talked about it on Tuesday, they come on a Wednesday, they have no idea you have something new. So if you can talk about it on Tuesday and on Wednesday and on Thursday and on Friday and one day next week and one day next month, bringing it back and bringing it back up again is gonna help. Especially if you're maybe in the creation phase, again, on Instagram stories or on Twitter or whatever, you can talk about the creation phase and kind of talk about how it's going a few days before it actually comes out. And just the more you talk about it, the more people will be like, oh, hey, Becca's coming out with that new game. I should go check that out. The more you talk about it, the more they will get on it. Don't worry about being too obnoxious talking about the same thing because people actually do like to hear the same thing over and over again. And again, remember, people are not all gonna see everything you do every single time, every single day. The next one is create content that relates. So this kind of goes along with creating a video or a blog post or whatever about the actual item, but you can also create similar items. So if we're going back to my asteroid example, I could do just a blog post on asteroid and I could also make a blog post about rhythm games that are really fun or about things I'm using during distance learning or I could do ways to teach quarter note and eighth note or I could do outer space themed activities like there's a lot of different things that you can do that all incorporate your product if your product is maybe like a novel study you could say my favorite novel studies the best books for novel studies best books for 10th grade ELA you know all of those things are ways that you can incorporate that same product and incorporate it over and over again because again the more people see it the more likely they are to buy it i heard one time i don't know if this is true but i heard one time it takes like six touch points i've heard six and i've heard eight so i don't know which one it is but like six or eight touch points for someone to actually make a purchase so that means they need to hear about or see your product six to eight times before they actually put it in the cart and if you're selling to me it's going to be more like 20 times 
because again, your girl needs to think about it. Normal people, I think, is less than that, but I am a terrible salesperson. I am the person that like sees something, wants it, goes home, and then next week goes and buys it because I think about it all week. So there you go. Send it to your email list. Sending it to your email list is gonna be gold. Now I do talk a lot about don't sell all the time. So I kind of keep it to trying to be products like maybe twice a month at the most. And so telling your email list about a new product is going to be the best way to sell to them and to get some traction on it because you're sending an activity they can do straight to their inbox send them to your blog post or your YouTube video about it, that's gonna be even better because then they're gaining a lot of value while also wanting to purchase whatever it is. If you don't have those things, you could also write them into your email list so you could write out things like how to play it. You could, again, your title could be three rhythm games and you could do three and one of them is this new product that you've got or just how to play this game and you can do that. So all of those things can be applied to your email list as well. And if you haven't started your email list, then definitely check out our playlist all about email because we've been talking about it a lot lately. Another thing you can do is to do a giveaway. So this works really well, especially if you have a big product, you can do a giveaway on either social media or on YouTube or in your email and give away one or two or even maybe five of the products to people. So you can just have them enter from whatever way you want to have them enter and then pick a few giveaway winners. This will get people excited about it. They'll probably go and look at the resource because they want to see what they're getting and all of those things. Now, one thing I would say about giveaways is that if you're trying to get a lot of traction, you want to make them short. The reason I say that is because if you release a product on Thursday and your giveaway starts on Thursday, then all the people who want to win the giveaway aren't going to buy it on Thursday because they're hoping they'll win. So maybe if it's going to be released on Thursday, you start the giveaway on Wednesday. So it ends on Thursday and then they know whether or not they won. So they know whether or not to go and purchase the resource. All right, friends. My last one that I totally forgot to do is that you can do a challenge. This was like what inspired this entire video was that I've been doing a challenge on my YouTube channel called the self-care teacher challenge. You can go sign up for it now. It's still available. And so for the whole month of September, each Sunday, I posted a video that was five to 10 minutes with one specific self-care challenge and talking about one specific thing. And then there were like printables for each week that you could take. And then each day you were supposed to do the challenge. And that was a really good way to get people involved and excited for a new thing that was coming out, which was my book. I didn't mention the book when I was like doing all of the things. I should have probably mentioned it at least in the last video, but I didn't, you know, hindsight's 2020. Oh, that was terrible. You can do a challenge or you could do it, you know, you can do it on social, you can do it on your email list, you can do it on larger things like a YouTube channel. And that just gets more people involved because people are like, ooh, challenge, that sounds like fun. All right, so I'm curious, what do you do to hype up your resources and get people excited? If you have any fun strategies, whether I mention them or not, let us know in the comments so that we can maybe steal some if you don't mind, because I'm always looking for new ways to incorporate them. Thank you so much for watching and I will see you guys next time. It'd be really great if the airplanes could not go over. Totally just realized I'm not wearing lipstick.